Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hi everyone, it's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild and the Eternal Tavern Keeper. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not this future that is terrifying, but our present. The Programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about The Programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com, or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and see you later. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Link Sandblom, Cinder Saraedi, Retro Seamstress, Nick Mikolate, Tasha, M Sharky 3, Alex K, Brianne A, Ashley Cherchere, Emilia Williamson, Catherine White, Ames me. Hannah Laplante. C. Britt and Astrid. Juicy Sushi. Ferrin. Dean Winchester. Jessica Wells. Molly W. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards.
Hello for the third and final instalment of Dusk Hollow PD. I'm Johnny from the Magnus Archives. You probably know that. Um, I mean, if you're on this feed, you, you, yeah, you like, really should. You picked okay, the worst oh, yeah, no, uh, possible uh, episode imaginable yeah. also, to start. Also, um, if this is your first episode of anything in this feed, stop. <laughs> go back to episode one of the Magnus Archives. If you just want to know what is going on here, go back two episodes, because this is part three, and it will be very confusing for you. <laughs> I am here with some other people. I'm Laurie, and I produce the Magnus Archives, and I am playing Emma Walensky. Oh, yes, sorry. This is a role-playing game. Uh, <laughs> play role-play podcast where everyone is a policeman in a weird town investigating a murder. A weird murder. Murder. And one of those investigators is, is me. I'm Alex Newell. I play Martin in the podcast, and I am playing today... Archie Murdoch, the person with an accent that I kind of change based on the circumstances, which seems to be going well. You're still young, you know, you, you've got time still to find kind of finding it. Who well. are those other voices we haven't been introduced to? <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, how rude. No, no, not at the same time. One at the time, please. Now, neither of you speak. That's how this works. I'm sorry, how rude. I'm Sasha. I play Georgie on the Magnus Archives. And today I play Gabrielle Schreiber, a very sceptical detective who's following leads, whether they are present or not. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... I am Frank. I play Basira in the Magnus Archives. And today I am playing Detective Carl Hasselbeck, who's, I mean, largely his role right now is to just be covered in blood. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's probably not going to change. No. We thought we'd, we thought we'd shake things up by having you play some kind of police oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so outside my comfort zone. <laughs> so, when last we left our heroes... Absolutely. Protagonists. Protagonist. Yes. I think Schreiber could uh, be competent. You had found some clues about a body that involved some trains, question mark, and then you did some very embarrassing things that had the chief yelling at your sergeant. But importantly, not us. Mm. <laughs> no, no. And as long as as long as the sergeant isn't one of those bosses that passes their irritation and displeasure down the line, you should be fine. I mean, but, I'm uh, sure being at the very, very bottom rung means that the problems are never going to reach me. I'm sure. He's given you 24 hours to crack the case. That's what you're going to do. So I'm seeing here that we've got a we've got a code, right? And we've got a whistle. So is this what they mean when it's like it's like a whistleblower? Is this is that what we're dealing with here? Kid, it it really could be. I'm going to take that code, and I'm going to cross-reference it with my. Hasselbeck is one of your detectives doing wordplay. <laughs> I hate wordplay. You've got twenty hours. Oh my God, Walensky! Walensky, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> Kid, it rolls off my back. Graveyard shift after this case is over. Oh, I hate the graveyard shift. It's wet and damp and lonely. With all the tombs on it. It is. Like, the Dust Color graveyard is interesting. All the graves are very old. Um, no one ever actually seems to be buried there. There are sometimes you'll see burial parties, but they always look basically like the same people clustered around a grave. There's no church. There aren't any churches of any religion mm. in Dusk Hollow. There is a grave digger, but, you know, he's. He just, just keeps to himself, mostly. He got tenure and just hasn't been doing <laughs> the job since. Pretty much. 
I'm going to be looking for codes in the timetable using this code or the number that we got from the inside of the dead man's body. 9F92251, you mean? That exact Sorry, 9F one. 92251. Yeah. So there are quite a lot of there are quite a lot of 9F codes, but they none of them go any higher than 9F92250. Mm. This is very interesting. So I have a hunch. Yes, go with it, kid. Um, so I'm going to go to the library, but can I have some salt first, please? Emma looks so You're proud of you. running out of salt. I hate this department. <laughs> <laughs> I How's your transfer coming, Hustleback? <laughs> Keeps getting rejected. <laughs> I look Archie dead in the eye. I'm so proud of you. And I hand him my salt shaker. Hold oh, it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I knew you had it in you, kid. I hold it like it's a live grenade and slowly walk out towards the library holding this with both hands. Okay. You're leaving yourself without salt. Look, I think he needs it more than okay. I do. I only taught him about the salt, showing <laughs> the aliens there are other ways okay. to find the okay. aliens. Okay. What about Hasselbeck and Shriba? What are you up to? Well, so far I have been, you know, hassling the mariners, but... I think I've been Probably working... the same lead over and over yeah, again, yeah. see if anything new falls out. <laughs> what? And I've been working real hard and doing great work, so it's definitely time for me to reward myself with a coffee. Mm-hmm. I do have this receipt from Waitley's and Sons Books and Curios, yep. and it is right next to my favourite coffee place, okay, so I yeah. guess I'll swing by while I'm there, but are I'm you not expecting with? to find anything. Um, are you going with Frank, or are you doing your own thing? following a maverick course. Yeah, I haven't made any notes, so I'm just going to follow Treba. Okay, fair enough. We will start... Let's start at Waitley and Sons. Okay. Waitley and Sons Books and Curios is old. If you can imagine, like, a Victorian curiosity shop dropped into a noir high street, that's what it is. The window is full of rare tones, strange little antiques. There is a stuffed tiger. Like a little cuddly tiger that just looks at you. It's actually pretty cute. You know, I've, I said it a bit like it was creepy, but it, it's not actually creepy. It's just, it's just a cuddly toy. The bell rings as you push the door open. I'm thinking very Dutch angles and like chiaroscuro. Oh, very much so. Okay. Very much so. There's like, there aren't enough lamps in here and everything has quite stark shadows. This is either Chinatown Kid or is the owner is Helena Bollum Carter. I can't decide which, but it's going to be one of them. Ah, fair point. Okay, so has anybody come out when the bell rings? Uh, Not immediately, no. You can't see the desk. It's it's sort of behind various piles of old books and and an old grand piano that is covered in books. Well, I will kind of wander around making sure that my footsteps... Are falling in a very policey way, you know? Okay. As you round a corner in the books, a man is there. He's middling height, but very stooped. Just a very long face. Goes down quite a way with little small round spectacles. Hello. Mr. Waitley? That's me, Eustace Waitley. What can I do for you? What sort of... Delights can I purvey to you this day? I'm afraid we're actually here about some previously purveyed delights. Oh. Oh dear. Uh, Nobody's come to a horrible end, have they? It's rather suspicious that you should say that. Can I ask what led you to that conclusion? I was just asking questions. We'll ask the questions around here. Can a man not here? express some idle curiosity about the horrible death 
Yes. No. It might be associated with things he has sold them. Not unless a man plans to give more information or context. I mean, what is this about? <laughs> also, who are you? Are you buying anything? Uh, Detective not. Schreber. Oh, the police detectives, yes. I'm so dreadfully sorry. How very rude of me. I always do my best to cooperate fully with the police. You made a sale a little while ago. There was a conductor's hat. Oh, dear. And a timetable. Yes, a train timetable. Comma old. Mm, Comma (laughs) old. (laughs) Not to be confused with comma ancient. (laughs) Or comma undated. Or comma future. I sell a lot of interesting things. Right, well, this isn't an advert. You're not on the radio, are you? (laughs) Would you care to tell us about those particular items? Were they of any interest? Could you please make me a smokes roll? I feel like these have gone a bit too well for me so far. Ah, there we go. That's a one. Okay. Yes, of course. Of course I can. Please come this way, detectives. He walks back round to the other side of the desk, pulls out a huge old account book, starts flicking through. Now, let me see. Various volumes sold for £30. No. An old hand organ sold for £200. No. Could you please make me a wisdom test against boredom? <laughs> yes, I can. That's a ten under thirteen. So okay, yeah, you're sufficiently so, boring already. Okay. Thank God. Uh, so yeah, you 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 can like you you know that he's just stalling. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wander around while he just takes his time, so much time going through these records. An old tobacco box, comma, old, <laughs> fifteen pounds. No. <laughs> oh. Sorry, of course. Here we are, detectives. You have intimidation, I believe, as an expertise. Could you roll me smokes as well, actually? Did you get advantage for being covered in actual blood? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm surprisingly (laughs) used to that. Everything is detracting. (laughs) Seven. Makes it feel like home. Um, (laughs) Here we are, of, of course, detectives. Train conductor's cap, comma, old. 50 pounds. Mm hmm. Train timetable, comma old, forty pounds. Sold to a Mrs. Angela Grockle two days ago. Now she was after uh, train memorabilia, I believe, specifically those uh, relating to the British Rail standard class of mm. train. Fascinating, fascinating business, really. I managed to locate these for her and sold them along. I did, of course, not know anything about any curses or arcane or eldritch properties that they may have had, uh, and no such knowledge would be provable on my part. Uh, you can't see it, but I just rolled my eyes <laughs> very powerfully. No, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> have you sold any whistles recently? No, though originally... I believe there was supposed to be a whistle that goes along with the cap as a set. 
But whether it was ever created, who can say? Can you say? I I can't know. <laughs> well, rather, I can. I I didn't get a. I didn't find a whistle, though. Apparently, there was supposed to be one with the cap as part of the set, uh, and indeed the timetable. Detectives, I've been in this situation enough times, selling the harmless curios that I do. That sometimes may end up pivotal aspects of murder scenes who can say but I've been around I've, I've done this dance enough times that it is probably a good idea for me to come clean I do have a second copy of that timetable I may have made myself a copy that I can provide to you as long as you remember how helpful I was to the Dust Collar Police Department I would very much hate for anyone to think that I was in any way involved with covering up or trying to excuse any sort of horrific crime. I'm simply a humble shopkeeper. Yeah, all right, we'll take that timetable. And uh, you mentioned that you found this cap and timetable. Where exactly did you find it? Oh, and where does anyone buy antiques? Here? Elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some dealers I'm acquainted with uh, found them in their own auctions often, estate sales, washed up on lonely beaches. Where do antiques come from? Okay, do you have any uh, more specific information about these particular items? No. <laughs> that is all you had to say. Yes. Well, actually, now I think about mm-hmm. it, now I really think now that I'm so very keen to help out the police department... I believe that these were acquired from the old station master of the Dusk Hollow train yard. Write that down. Station master. And he will provide you with a copy of an old train timetable. Mm-hmm. That is strange, actually. Lots of different train designations, but all of them have arrival times and dates of this year. Whatever year this might be in Dusk Hollow, it's hard mm-hmm. to tell, but it's definitely this one. Sorry, so when you say, therefore this year, is it for the bit of the year that hasn't... It's for the ha- future, yes. But aren't all train timetables for the future? Uh, I mean, not those sold as antiques, usually. Oh, I see, of course it's an antique. It was yeah, printed, yeah, yeah. It was printed like antique. 50 years ago. It's yeah. timetable, comma, present. Timetable, comma, present, comma, old. Yeah. Oh, I see what the the issue is with this, Sarge. It's a misprint. Those can be very valuable. You know, you get a you get a book with a typo in it, it's more valuable because it's rarer, dates it's specific. So this one, it's a misprint. Hmm. On a quick glance, does the uh, 9F 92251 shuttle? Yes. It's scheduled to arrive at 8 o'clock tonight. Yay! You should wait on the train track just to be sure. I will not do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's cut to the library. Okay, I... I The library is, like, a tall, imposing building. Lots of oak, lots of beams of light. For a town the size of Dusk Hollow, the library is way too big and very echoey. I stride powerfully up and utilising my library card supplies. I'm still not sure how supplies work, but it's one of the ones I've uh, got. What's your dice? D8. Roll a D8. Let's see if you brought your library card. Seven. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, what can I do for you? 
Uh, I forgot my this voice. Is the librarian. This is this is the librarian's voice. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. My name is I, my name is Arthur. Yes. It's, Hello. It's just that that's the same voice that Johnny uses when he pretends to be our cats. <laughs> <laughs> that's nonsense. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, oh, jeez. Um. Okay. I'm, libra- I'm Arthur, the librarian <laughs> at the Dusk Hollow Public Library. <laughs> Oh, jeez. What can I do for you, officer? So, we I... have a library card, so it's all in order. I am looking for train books because I've got to research, like, a, a train um, mm, Well, thing. train books uh, would be under T for train books. You don't have any kind of cross-referencing system? I'm going to... I actually mean, have library uses and expertise. I believe that, no, <laughs> this library, we believe that uh, Dewey was a fool. Do you have an indexing system that I can perhaps cross-reference with? No. But I know where they all are. <laughs> I am the index. <laughs> I'm indexing right now. No, no. They're over there. Here, I'll show you. He takes you over to a big wall with little brass plaque yep. reading train books. Excellent. Well, I guess I'd get a get start. Oh, before I forget, I pull out a salt shaker and just salt his face. <laughs> oh, a my bit. face! Oh, yes! God, salt yes. in my face! That's- that's really not what I came to work hoping Wait. would happen. Did you say he was no assaulted? Ah! I'm so sorry, I hate myself. And he's feeling pretty salty about it. <laughs> he sort of staggers away to go wash his eyes out. <laughs> oh my gosh, she was right. That's the only NPC that's reacted to salt. I found a real one. Okay, I am going to begin researching the heck out of old trains. Make me a flashlight roll. Come on, D4. Oh, well, you only have a D4 left. Yep. Okay, well, it's fine. you got a three, so that's, a three. That's, that's enough. <laughs> so, 9F92251, if you're cross-referencing it with the old British Rail standards... Well, naturally. Those were a particular brand of locomotive that only 999 of them were ever made. Mm. Officially. The 999th one was 9F-92251. Nine two two five zero. So, if there were to be a train with the designation nine F nine two two five one, that would make it the secret thousandth locomotive. Okay, okay. So let's let's work with what we know here. We have a secret thousandth locomotive. We have a librarian who is some kind of alien, and we have someone having a heart attack so big that they exploded, and then someone came in and took their heart later. And then they sort of exploded. Hmm. Okay. I go back to the librarian who is presumably in oh, great well, despair. Oh, yes, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I've washed my eyes out and uh, keen to help you again. What, what can you tell me about local records on, like... I bring up, like, this specific type of, of locomotive, and I'm just like, do you know, like, when they yeah. stopped being in commission? I mean, I, I don't really. I mean, but if, if it was anything to do with Dusk Hollow, then I, then I imagine that any decommissioned trains would have gone to the old train graveyard, the rail yard. Fantastic. Bye. I'd salt him a little bit more and then oh, head no, off to no, the no, train no. yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the last thing I wanted to occur based on this interaction. And I leave, I leave backwards, keeping him in my eyesight, because I know an alien when I see one reacting to salt in the eyes like an alien, not a human. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm learning. I got this. And are you letting anyone else know that you're going to the train yard? Well, none of them have mobile telephones. I am going to go to the rotary phone. Mm-hmm. Wait, is there a chance that the chief could pick up? Yes. <laughs> I'm going straight to the yard and okay, I'm not calling brilliant. anyone. <laughs> brilliant. I'm going to stick with... Okay. I'm going to stick with young Alex. Um, I'm sure you mean uh, young Archie Murdoch. Well, actually, yeah, okay. I'm going to stick with 
grizzled old Alex playing young Archie. There we go. <laughs> you can approach the uh, rail yard. It makes zero sense that a town the size of Dusk Hollow would have such an extensive train graveyard. But it does. It's maybe... It's hard to tell exactly how big it is, but the fence is remarkably easy to hop. And you start to wind your way through ancient rusting carriages and hollowed-out locomotives, their old lamps staring at you like empty sockets of a skull. Okay. What are you looking for? So this is feeling quite sketchy, so I'm going to draw my salt. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm okay. going to do is I'm going to... I'm going I'm to... You do also have a shotgun, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, but I see which way the wind's blowing. <laughs> Jew alien! With a hint of salt. So my logic is I have expertise in engineering. Mm-hmm. I've used my library. In terms of engineering, it's like, okay, cool, it's this type of train. Yep. So realistically, it's on this gauge of track... Realistically, if it's going to be in a train graveyard or something similar, then it's going to have to be in a certain type of shed because you have train sure. gauges and Could so you on. I'm trying to narrow down where that train would be if it was here. Yep, that's fine. You can 100% do that. It's so easy for you. I'm not even going to go into details about how you do. Are you in any way sneaking or are you... Uh... God, no. Okay, great. So as you get closer, into a nearby hill out of the train graveyard is a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Dark tunnel mm-hmm. just stretching away into the hill. And there is a track that leads from it into the centre of the train graveyard. And stood there, there are eight people wearing hooded jackets that even in the gloom, you can tell, are anoraks. Do any of them wear, like, station hats at all? It's hard to tell. As you're getting closer, you feel some strong arms gripping you either side. Could you make a strength test, please? I'm going to say at disadvantage, because there are two of them. Am I able to use my special ability of swings and leaps being just vaguely acrobatic, or is this not an applicable one? If you had been, like, if you'd been jumping from train to train or something, yes. This is just trying me. to escape being nabbed. Strength of disadvantage. Little yeah. did you know. That's the first one. We got a seven on the table. Thirteen. Ah, I thought I'd ruin your story. You are mind. grasped. I mean, it's not my story. You're the one who decided to go to the train yard <laughs> without any backup. You are yanked backwards by two very big guys in anoraks. What we got here looks like a lucky loo. No, I'm a, I'm, I'm a cop and I'm allowed to go wherever I want because the Sarge says so. Take him to the track. We're, we're on the track. You That's are dragged uh, into the centre. One of the figures in anoraks comes forward, lowers the hood, and you see Angela Brockle wearing a station, uh, wearing a uh, conductor's cap. I have never met her, and I have no idea who she is. Yeah, no, you have no idea. With a whistle around her, uh, this is entirely for the the audience's benefit, with an old tin whistle hung around her neck. And what can I do for you, officer? Now, the thing with Archie Murdoch... I don't really care. Tie him to the track, please. Damn it. You are tied to the track. I keep yelling out because I'm reading my stats and thinking what do you think I'm yelling out on the track don't do that I, I, or I swallowed the other whistle it'll all go wrong if you do that the figures around are not chanting or saying anything but oh that's each, a win. but they are each scratching stuff into their own little notebooks in a very specific rhythm Cut back to oh, the no. rest of the squad. Oh, jeez. Well, oh, jeez. <laughs> I would actually like to use one of my special abilities, because I'm just by myself. Yeah, uh, have you guys returned to the police station yet? Frank and Sasha. Well, we've got our coffee, so I guess so. Yeah. 
So they'll be returned to the police station oh, okay. very shortly. Well, I wanted to use my special ability deduction. Okay, yeah. Which is, once per session, you can apply your powers of deduction and reasoning to reach a strange conclusion and require the GM to provide a hint to the next best step. So, the thing about aliens, mm. they don't know how humans work, not mm. really. They get specific obsessions, specific things just stuck in their brains, not like humans. And clearly what's going on here is some of the aliens have become obsessed with trains. It's how they're communicating it with each other. It may be how they're communicating with each other. Maybe they believe trains to be the dominant life form since they're so much bigger and eat people. <laughs> Either way, chances are they'd also need somewhere inconspicuous to land their spacecraft. And if they're really into trains... Maybe the old train graveyard would be where they would be. So do the three of us just look at each other and go? I mean, these two have, uh, like, okay, you, you guys walk in with coffee just as you're, like, just as this is dawning on you. If you just walk up, you know, he's going to see a train, we need to get there by eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the graveyard, yes. I mean, what time it. is it? Quarter to what eight? Time is it? Uh, it's currently. It's only half past seven. How long does it take to get to the train yard? About twenty minutes. Well, we have got time. Really fast in my police car. I mean, roll me your roll me your police car. Three. That's enough. You do not crash. Which one of you uh, is leaning out the window yelling Nino, Nino? Uh, no, um, you, you've got an actual oh, siren. Wow. You've got an actual siren. It's going around. Big it's one budget. of those domed ones. <laughs> oh, uh, the cherries of the corner. Yeah, I want to yeah. say as you hurtle through the rain towards the graveyard. When we get closer to the graveyard, I'll say, turn the siren off. We don't want to let them know we're here. <laughs> Do you hear the distant strands of a honky-tonk as someone twirls their mustache? So, I'm like, no, no, let me go. Alex, you are currently tied to the tracks. The rain beats down, soaking you through. In the distance, you hear the sound of a police car. Then it stops. Ah, jeez. Oh, no. I'm so on my own. Ah, oh, jeez. Angela blows the whistle and it resonates. And all the trains and the carriages around, all the rusted old hulks start to vibrate ever so slightly. And distantly, deep within the tunnel, you can see just a pinprick of light starting to approach. I would like to attempt to use my other special ability so that I've blown it by the time I get run over by a train. Mm -hmm. I would like to use my special abilities MacGyver. Okay. Once per session, you can improvise a solution to a situation using available tools, devices, and uncommon lore. Okay. So, I am going to use... See, this is this is playing into an Alex strength here of just mm -hmm. bull on the fly. I happen to have palmed one of the uh, Marlborough Reds that we yep. were from earlier. Sure. And as a result, I've got that sequestered along with a lighter. Now, it just so happens that Archie Murdoch, with his engineering knowledge, knows that there is an issue in these kind of train lines where a certain amount of aluminium oxide can end up laid into the track yep. as a result of the soldering process to make the rails. Mm -hmm. So his logic is very simple, which is you can't burn through your ropes using a cigarette. It won't it'll take too long. But what he's doing is he's slowly accruing as much dust as he can, buying time, to then light the cigarette in the hopes of the aluminium oxide thermite will go and then burn through the rope so that he can then, with the big bright light going off from the thermite, both escape and run away as a distracting bright light goes so off. So you, what you're doing, to be absolutely clear... I'm setting myself on fire, John. You're, 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 you're trying to burn some thermite underneath you. Yes, in order to burn my yep. ropes, make okay. a big bright light, so Grand. they're like, ah, oh, my eyes, I'm um, going away. So while that's happening, the police car pulls up screeches to a stop just outside the train graveyard. I'm coming, 
kid! <laughs> well, I was going to suggest stealth. <laughs> yeah, you hear. Yes! Two of the anoraks look up. Angela gestures. Go sort it out. I'm going to draw my cult official police revolver. Yep. Which I have special bullets, if that is acceptable to you, it which is not, no. I have treated with salt. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So your revolver is technically a D6, mm-hmm. uh, rather than anything else. This this refer like this is an ammo diet. It determines yeah, yeah. when you're out of ammo. If you've treated your bullets with salts, it is now a D4 because it's probably going to jam. Okay. Okay. Good. Right. Good. <laughs> good to know. Oh, I uh, gagged by the way. Just so uh, you know. You know. Okay. Good to know. Mistake on their part. If you do do speak, though, they all go shh and return to what they were doing. That's fine. I'm I'm not going to. I'm just going to choose my moments. So, how are you guys getting in? Well, I have got lock picking. I can pick any lock by making a flashlight roll. Make a flashlight roll. Yeah, there's there's one of those big old wire mesh gates. Where's my D10? Where's my D10? There it is. I think Larry snagged it. Oh, I've completely forgotten to get any of you to make any sort of stress roll. Five. It's too late now. Well, actually, no, it's not. Archie, make a stress roll because you're about to be crushed by a spectral train. Would you like me to make, like, three? Yeah, go on. Just knock okay. yourself out. Just uh, keep, just, okay, just, I'm on D8. Actually, so. no. Actually, no. Roll with disadvantage. So two D8s and take the lowest. Okay. Four. Yeah, you're fine, apparently. This is... It's apparently just not not, a, not an issue for you. And also, uh, I wouldn't worry too much. I mean, like, the, the library wasn't really that stressful for me, so I think, I think I'm kind of hooked to scratch. Yeah, fair, point. fair. Okay, so the gate swings open. Oh, what did you roll on your... Five. Five, yeah, you're fine. The gate swings open. The train graveyard is quiet before you, the rain beating down. In the distance, deep in the distance, you can hear the whistle of a train coming. And right. actually using this opportunity to yell... Shoot them if they're wearing perv jackets! Shh! <laughs> <laughs> I run towards the sound. You see Angela give a few of the other train spotters a nod to send them off after these guys. Mm-hmm. As you round a corner, you can see a train spotter, full anorak, uh, with what looks like an old World War II machine gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Opens up on you. Could you please make a dexterity roll, please? Absolutely, I have eight in dexterity. Thirteen. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you're taking... Could you roll me a d6? Uh, actually, no, make it a d8 for how much damage you're taking. Two. Okay, so it just it doesn't actually hit you, but you dive to the ground and scrape yourself up a bit. I like grazing from a machine gun. <laughs> you can see other train spotters approaching with... The, the other ones mainly seem to have knives drawn, uh, like kitchen knives. It's mainly the knives that they found in kitchen drawers, and one of them has a machine gun. So what are you guys doing? Laura, you've already done yours because if you had succeeded, you would have got an attack. So mm-hmm. well, uh, one of the things the Cthulhu hack does is rather than having enemy attacks and player attacks, you you choose what you're doing. You make a roll. If you're successful, you damage them. If you're unsuccessful, they damage you. Sure. And there are a couple of additional ones. Because there are more of them, they will get one or two extra attacks on you. So, Frank, what are you doing? I want to try and find the um, leader of this little uh, train spotters club. That would be Angela. She is currently standing over Archie, blowing her whistle. That light's getting closer, Archie. It's fine. I've got my thermite. That's will solve my problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I, so I can see that he's tight. Not at the moment. There are a couple of train spotters between you and the the circle. I want to punch these train spotters out of my okay, way. Okay, brilliant. That would be a strength check. Is it supposed to be under? Or under or? your strength. Oh, okay, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> oh, I don't Grant, need to lie about what I rolled. <laughs> what's your unarmed damage? It is 
a d8. Fantastic, roll a d8. One. Roll better. <laughs> I mean, you like shove him and he sort of staggers back and then he's like, what? I just want him out of the way. I mean, he's out of the way, uh, but he still like, has a knife and is like, I'm going to stab you. Well done. <laughs> so, Sasha. I'm going to be trying to like hop up onto trains and mm-hmm. then run across them to basically like avoid the ground oh, yep. and get that. there real quick. Make me a dexterity roll. Okay. That's bad. I got a 20. That is bad. And a 12. Which so is So you climb up onto the top of the train and unfortunately standing there is just the biggest anorak you've seen with what looks like, you know those gardening implements that you sort of dig in and use to, to pull up weeds? Yeah. Got one of them and he just stabs you. <gasps> oh, no! Uh, roll me a d10 That's for your really damage. That's really bad. Two. Okay, so it... You, you, just I mean, a little stabs stab you a bit. You're just a little <laughs> bit of a stab. Ow! So, there are a couple of others who are charging with knives. One will go for Hustlebeck and one will go for Walensky. Uh, so could you both make me strength rolls, please? I'd help, but I'm here to raise the stakes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I got 17, so my strength is 14. Yeah, so you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. You managed to just, like, kick him away. You get a little bit more stabbed. Okay. Uh, this will just be a d6, I think. Three. So that's three damage. Down to six. You want to be tied to the string track? Much safer. <laughs> Apparently so. How's my thermite plan going? You've got enough if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna light it. Archie yells out because Archie knows that thermite burns really brightly. Yeah. Uh oh, geez, um, uh, hey everybody, look over here! Ooh, and then lights the thermite. Okay, so in hopes of, of maybe. I'm gonna getting... straight up, like I would I would ask you to make a saving throw. But you're lighting some thermite under you. Not a lot, so, a little bit. Mm, okay, so what I'm going to say is please roll me a d10 for how much damage you take. If you roll t- one or a two, you do not burn through the ropes. If you uh, if you roll three or above, you burn through the ropes. You are also taking this much damage, to be clear. Oh, this is great. Wow. Okay. How much health you got? I was going to say. Okay, so I can kill myself with this. So that's nice. how okay. we're doing in fact, there's a solid chance I'm killing myself with this. Ooh! So I have seven hit points. I have done myself six hit points worth of okay, damage. Okay, through the rope. So there is a bright light as uh, Archie's no! MacGyver thermite ignites, igniting the ropes, igniting him. Ah! Ah, jeez! It's everywhere. Oh, God. You are, and you are very much on fire. Oh, Jesus! Drop and roll, kid! Drop and roll! Oh, boy! Oh, I'd rather have the goo. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, oh, jeez. But uh, you, at the very least, you're free. I, I immediately try to run off on fire, <laughs> away from the train that's clearly going to crush me so, before I burn to death from the fire yeah, I lit on myself. you can see approaching now. It's the, like, as you go up, you can see, reflected down the tunnel, a locomotive of black glass approaching. Oh, good God. At a, at a reasonable clip. Yeah, I'll take the thermite burns, thanks. <laughs> Glowing green smoke billowing from the stack. Can we all see it? Uh, no, you're not there yet. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am but you can, you can get there now if you'd like. Yeah, I'm still running to kill it! Okay, so I'll say that you can reach them. Are you attacking any of the train spotters? Or are you, uh, what are you... What are you doing? I'm saving all of my salt bullets for that train that's coming towards us because it's clearly an alien. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm going to say you can see the train. If you want to take a shot at the train... <laughs> 
Just keep, go for it. I'm go for it. Shoot, for it. Try to shoot the train. What do I roll? Dexterity uh, would be for a, for a, a bullet. Not damage? No, not. Well, I mean, you've got to hit it first. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Oh, dear. I have dexterity eight. What if you miss the train? Yeah, I hit the train! <laughs> okay. okay uh, six. Could you roll me. Well, armed, I have a d6. You have, so that's a d6 damage. But you're using salt bullets. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's a d6 damage. Oh. <laughs> a d4 for the ammo. Oh, sorry. I'm with you now. Three. Okay, grand. That it is has... salt damage. Yes. Uh... It's clearly a supernatural <laughs> alien train. It has green smoke. Yes, it is. But it's also not vulnerable to salt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's okay. So I'm you're, on, I'm I mean, on your fire. bullet, I your bullet hits the huge train of bullets. Does it shatter? No. Oh. Uh, could you please roll me a D4? Three. Hey, your gun's still working. Hey. Oh. Uh, so, Frank. Well, I was trying to get to Ruckle. I will say that you can uh, you can reach her. You're just shouldering your way past the the train spotters who are trying to stab you. Yeah. Uh... The machine gun one is going to try and hit you. So whatever you do this turn, if you fail, you're going to get a little bit machine gunned. I'm going to try and grab her. Yeah. Okay. Make me a strength check. Oh, I also want to try and rip the whistle off from around her neck. If you, want, if, you want, if you want to go for the whistle, that's dexterity. If you want to just grab her, that's strength. I am going to say, however, that she is currently supernaturally empowered by the oncoming train, and so you will be reducing your strength by four. I should have gone for her, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no Shooting regrets. the train with a pistol, with some salty bullets from a pistol, nah, that was a great your plan. Pistol at the train. That was a great plan, Lowry. I'm going to go for the whistle, mm-hmm. but... Can I use my ripped ability to roll at advantage? Are you s- saying that you want to be so muscled that you just... You're assuming, okay, that Frank's saying that they want to grab by the hand. It could be one peck here, one peck there. Yeah, do it Terry Crews style. <laughs> <laughs> just okay, fine. You're, you're, still, you're, still, like, you're still got five for dexterity. Yeah, so I'll roll with advantage, do it. Grab it with your pecs. Okay, that was a 16. It's not enough. I mean, it's, I mean, it's too, too much. much. <laughs> that was a 15. Ah. Uh, you're like, How did you it flex, fail? you're like, Ugh, mm, uh, and she sort of takes a single step back. Damn it, uh, I didn't think of that. Trouble is, like, it's, you're very strong, but not super flexible because of all the muscles. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, it's like a sticker stuck between the shoulder blades. Okay, so I'm up high. Presumably, mm-hmm. because I'm up high, I can see what's going yes, on. Yes, you can. Okay, I want to go for, I want to try and just run. Grab Angela Grockle and put the Oh, also, on her. sorry, you also got machine gunned. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot I'd said that. So could you roll a d10 and take that? But you're in decent. It's not a problem. Yeah, you get a little bit of machine gun for four damage. Uh, what do you say you did? I want to run for Angela Grockle and put the cuffs on her. Make me a dexterity roll. Ten Ooh. under twelve. Okay, so yeah, you can. You've you done that and then taken the whistle. Tackle with her. So you, the cuffs go round. You're holding her. The train is literally 20 feet away and barreling towards you. Archie, what do you face do? down like a sandpaper on the well, train. No, no, you're on the track. She was yeah. standing on the track. Get you off are the currently track. on the track. <laughs> the train is... That'll be your next turn. Archie, what are you doing? Am I still on fire? Yes. I stop, drop and roll away from the tracks. Okay, you are no longer on fire. That is your turn. Uh, Walensky, unless you want to try and save Shreva. But you would take some fire then. Just, just a choice, oh, just a choice I'm throwing out there for you, Archie. I mean... Eh, yeah, too late. Gonna, Walensky, you're good. What are you doing? I'm going to rugby tackle 
Schreiber off the... Okay, strength check. If you fail this, you are all getting hit by a train. I rolled away from the tracks, how Not dare. you, uh, yeah. and not, not the Sarge, but the, the two are on the track with... The, pe- uh, the people who tried to help and rescue me. I have nothing that's going to help me with this. One! Oh, it! Okay. Uh, Life for everyone! <laughs> so not you, how I thought this would go. You leap, tackling both of them. With one hand, you yank the whistle off Angela Brockle. With the other hand, you throw the cap away. A pile of salt or else. Uh, <laughs> salt as, you, like, as you do, you can feel something else snap along with mm. the cord. Not something physical, but something in reality. And the train sort of starts to shatter. You're, you're all peppered with little bits of glass. Question for the for the DM. Mm-hmm. Are we peppered in glass diehard style, where it's like, oh no, a bit of glass, or are we peppered in glass like reality style, where it's like, oh god, we're all in ribbons, it's glass. It's, it's, diehard style. It's, it's been a while since you've seen Die Hard, isn't it? Because it messes him up. Uh, I suppose, It messes yeah. him up Bad example. Yes, all yeah. up in his feet. I was thinking more like Terminator or something. It's yeah, like it, it's it might like you're fine anyway. It'll probably do a few points of damage to these guys, okay. but I don't think enough to kill them. Okay, that's kind of what uh, I was getting. At. The rest of the train spotters start to scatter. I shout, I knew it! <laughs> right, we want to make as many right. arrests as we can right now. Come on, come Angela on. Angela Grockle, I'm arresting you for the murder of Jeffrey Mariner. So you you can be going around, like, yeah, I'm... tightening up a few other train spotters. And, yep, you sort of cuff her, sit her down. A couple of minutes later, in walks the judge, flanked by a few members of the town council. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Yeah, he gives you a look. It's, it's okay. I've planted mm. some Marlboros on her. We've got a bang to rights. <gasps> I'm so proud of you, boy. Who made the arrest? I did, Your Honour. Detective Schreiber, what are the charges? Murder of Jeffrey Mariner. What is the evidence? She has been corresponding with the deceased. Right, Your Honour, I've just, I'll lay it out for you. I've got it all figured out. Right, okay. Angela yes, please Grockle... explain the crime as though there was some audience who needed to be fully filled. <laughs> right. Angela... Which in many ways there is because it is me, the judge. Yes, Your Honour. So Angela Grockle, several years ago, her husband dies, and here's what she does. She sets her sights on a young heir, and she secretly marries him. It has to be a secret, sir, because she knows that she is like a, a kind of middle-class, middle-aged don't listen to that, sir. It was none of the... Don't... This is so all ridiculous. I was trying to summon a demon train, okay? It's very simple. There was a demon train which <laughs> ate my husband years ago. He was one of the original train spotters, and he was trying to summon the train for power, for the power of steam. But his hubris cost him his life, and I discovered a way bring it back. But the whistle, the whistle died with him, so I had to re-manifest the whistle. So I tricked that fool. I didn't love him. I didn't marry him. He's not an alien. He was well, just well, a this fool. Is the she was having an affair with the housekeeper. <laughs> what, Nelly? Yes. I mean, that's got nothing to do with anything. That on <laughs> possession of Marlborough. Our affair is completely tangential to this whole case. I knew it. Anyway, point is... I tried to summon a demon train and it went badly for me. <laughs> I love that you have a team of cops who are derailing <laughs> your confession. Well, thank you for confessing. Your your colleague's very irritating. <laughs> yeah. Um, very irritating. Yeah. Your Honour, do you have a moment? Yes, Sergeant, I think I do. One second. Guilty. He slams a gavel down on nothing in particular. It rings out and the members of the town council just sort of walk over, pick up Angela Grockle and cart her away. 
Yes, what did you want, Sergeant? Um, you've met my um, detectives Give it and oh. that one. Give mm-hmm. it yes. I really want the transfer. That's... I don't work for the police department. No, no but no. I mean, if you could put in a word that you understand and think it would be good, Quick, that Kate, might help. Pass me the salt. I will not. Fair enough. He turns around and leaves. Yay! Case closed, everyone! That's how you know it's a success, because everything's the same at the end <laughs> of the episode. Uh. That was real weird and went... <laughs> ah, I survived. There was some energy yeah, was in impressive. this room. So that was... The setting was Dusk Hollow PD from McGuffin & Company, and the system was The Cthulhu Hack by Paul Boldowski. You can find more about McGuffin & Company at mcguffinandcompany.com or patreon.com forward slash McGuffin and & Company. And there'll be links in the show notes. There'll be links in the show notes to all of this. You can find more information about The Cthulhu Hack at cthuluhack.com, as well as, I believe, Paul also has a Patreon for that. I can't believe we survived a Cthulhu hack. I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe you survived. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was playing it a bit... I, I should have been making you guys roll a lot more stress. I don't know, maybe I should have been hurting you more. You did get shot with a machine gun. I did set myself that a fire. That did you Sasha well. got stabbed. Yeah, like, and none of those did as much damage as Archie falling out of a window. <laughs> that um, really messed me up. A ground floor window in Tortoise. <laughs> Hell of a bush. In fact, Archie did more damage than any of our like antagonists, but he just did it to himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mega boss. So, thank you all for listening. There will obviously be some more Magnus Hiatus content yep. uh, coming until the start of season five. Mm-hmm. If you want more actual play goodness with mostly completely different people, except Alex is the GM in that one. Rusty Quill Gaming. <laughs> so it's pure uh, chaos. Is, it's, it's a different sort of chaos. <laughs> uh, and I believe everyone else here has featured on various specials for Rusty Quill Gaming. I have on the Bermuda special, which yes. is another of Yeah, uh, McGuffin and Company also, uh, we do a lot of micro settings, another one not far to Bermuda, where you're all trapped on a cruise ship. Uh, trapped is a horrible word. It's a oh, holiday. Yeah, you're all having a lovely holiday <laughs> for end. 300 holiday days. So please have a look at that feature and have fun and most importantly just look after yourselves bye everyone (laughs) goodbye this episode is distributed by rusty quill and licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international license for more information visit rustyquill.com Tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences 
quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.